0: If you have your Bible, I'd like you to turn to the book of Psalms chapter 27, Psalms chapter 27, and we're going to read verse 1 through verse 14. Psalms 27, verse 1 through verse 14. A very special psalm, a psalm of great encouragement, and we pray that it will be a great encouragement even to you here today. Let's read all 14 verses, and then we'll go back and focus on verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. The host should encamp against me. My heart should not fear. Though war should rise against me, and this I will be confident in. One thing I have a desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle shall be hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies, round about me. Therefore I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praise to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry within my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. Deliver me not over the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen the heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. At the close of our Wednesday night services, I read Psalms 27 and verse 1. Again we say, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Today I want to use this message as a text for the message here this, this, today. Jesus is my light. The psalmist declared, and we that are saved can declare the same. Jesus is my light. You know, when you think about that, that is a very powerful assertion to declare. It's a declaration. It's a very positive declaration. It's an encouraging declaration. It's a declaration that we who is in darkness, the darkness of our own depraved, sinful nature, and controlled by the fleshly lust desires and sinful inclinations stumbling in the dark because there was no light in us and that's what John 11 verse 10 tells us we was following after the ways of the world taking pleasure in the wicked sin of others as Romans 1 verse 21 through verse 32 declares I think we often need to be reminded of where we come from. Sometimes we get too haunty. Sometimes we get a little bit too high-minded. Sometimes in looking at others, we may think, man, they can never be saved. They're too wicked. They're too vile. Well, the Lord will never save them. I tell you what, the Lord saves sinners. That's the only person He does save is sinners. And I, like the Apostle Paul, can say... Save sinners, whom I am chief. The Bible teaches us that we're not only after we're saved, we're not to take pleasure as those that are lost, and the pleasures, if they're not actually doing so, taking pleasure. In the sins of others. The Bible teaches us we're not to have fellowship with the world. And when we speak about the world. We talk about that system of works, beliefs, and actions. And attitude that stands against the very truths of Almighty God. Ephesians 5.11 calls it unfruitful works of darkness. We before we were saved (coughs) was in darkness. I don't like darkness. I don't like pitch black darkness. I've heard of some people make the comment and say the darkness is their friend. They like it when it's dark. And I've heard people say that maybe as a child and maybe even their upbringing that a lot of times they wanted to be in a completely black, dark place where they thought that no one could find them or no one could see them and no one could aggravate them if they was hid away. But for the most part, People do not like the darkness. They don't want the darkness. They do not appreciate total darkness. But before we were saved, the Bible says... That we was in darkness. We was controlled with the power of Satan. And that's something else a lost person does not often want to reflect upon, do not want to hear that, that they're under the control of Satan. Now a person that's lost may soothe their conscience by saying, Well, one day I will get saved, one day I will repent, one day I will believe, one day I will go, I will be in heaven. But what they will not admit sometimes is come right down to the point and say that they're lost. And if a person's lost, who is their master? Who is in control? And you may say, well, I'm in control. I'm my own master. I don't claim the name of Christ. I don't claim to be saved. I'm not a Christian. I'm not truly have ever been born again. I don't have the assurance if I died right now, I'd go to be with the Lord. But I'm in control of my destiny. It's me. No. The Bible says if you're lost, you are in control of the devil. You are either on the Lord's side or on the devil's side. There's no straddle of fence, there's no uh, gray area. It's either simply you're either on the Lord's side or you're on the devil's side. And that makes the Bible makes it very clear of that and you'll never be saved. nobody will ever be saved until they get to the point that they see themselves lost and on their way to devil's hell. We read on. Controlled with the power of Satan. But we praise, we praise, we praise how our eyes was opened up We praise God as He opened up our eyes and we was turned from the darkness to the light. Turned from the darkness to the light. Turned from the power of Satan unto God that we may receive forgiveness of sin just as Acts chapter 26 and verse 18 teaches us how that we was turned from darkness and turned to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today we that have been delivered from the power of darkness can rejoice that we've been translated into the kingdom of the Son of God just as Colossians. Chapter 1, verse 13 tells us it's a done deal. There's a change that's been wrought, and we've been translated. We've been, we have been translated, we've been moved from the devil's side to the Lord's side. Praise the Lord for that. How we need knowing that, how do we need to let our light shine? It's not any light of our own, but the light of the Lord Jesus Christ that shines through us. We that are saved. Years ago, preachers would teach and preach and they would use an example how we need to trim the wick, make sure we have plenty of oil and clean the globe with the oil lamp or the lantern. For the most part, those are relics of yesterday. A lot of times people don't really understand the meaning of what we say. We use such an illustration. But so that we all understand the principle of keeping our vehicle headlights clean the windows of our car our homes clean. The flashlight cleans lean. Why is this? So that they can function to their highest proficiency as intended. So are we. So are we as God's children. We're to keep our bodies. We're to keep our minds. We're to keep our eyes clean. That we can let the glorious light of Jesus shine before a lost in thine world. There's things that you, if you don't watch yourself, there's things that you can allow your eyes to look upon and to gaze. And you won't get that picture out of your mind for a while. There's things you can listen to. And even songs that are ungodly. And those, sometimes those lyrics and those songs keep coming through your mind. There's things we can indulge ourselves in with the filthiness of the world. And it don't seem like it doesn't leave. It don't want to leave. It don't want to leave and get away. Be careful. We need to keep ourselves clean. So we keep our minds, our bodies, our eyes, that we can let the glorious light of Jesus shine for a lost and dying world. We need to let the light of Jesus shine that others can see sin. That we live our life in such a way. Sometimes you don't have to condemn nobody for their sin. You just simply not do what they're doing, and you know what that does? That automatically condemns them because they're doing that. Why is it? Why is peer pressure so strong? And not only amongst children or teenagers, adults as well. Why do adults put pressure on other adults to indulge and take part and be subject you to the things that they wanted that they? that they're involved in, and they want to get you to swing their way. Why? Because as long as you say true, you're a condemnation to them. We're to let the light of Jesus shine to reveal sin. The light of Jesus reveals unfruitful works of darkness, Ephesians 5.11. When you live your life as a godly child of the Lord, your very light, your very life, your testimony, is a reproach Upon the unfruitful works of darkness. You know what? And the trouble is that most people, when you live your life that way, even the very closest, most beloved people in your family, they will not like that. They will not like that. John 3 and verse 19 and this is the condemnation that light is come to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds is evil. That's the words of Jesus. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. Wicked men Women, boys, and girls, they don't like to be reproved. They surely don't like to hear you say it. And they're not really happy about you living it before them. But shine on. Shine on. Shine on, we must. For as Job spoke in Job chapter 10, he spoke of the land of darkness. He's speaking about a place of the grave. And the Bible declares in Hebrews 9.27 as it is appointed and the man wants to die. But after this the judgment all men the Bible declares is going to die. We're not talking about after you die then they're going to weigh the good against the bad. It just simply means that once you're dead it's it's over. There's no second chance there's some cults that preach that some people have a thousand years to make up their mind. There's a lot of cults that teach a lot of crazy things about a second chance and bring them somebody back from a place called hell to a place of glory. There's a lot of people that teach a lot of nonsense that when you die, they're just going to simply weigh the good against the bad. If you've done more good than you have bad, you're going to go to heaven. The trouble with that is most people always put the thumb on the scales on their side. They hedge the bed on their side. But the Bible teaches us that this man's going to be accountable. The Bible says as a tree lies. When a tree falls, there it lies. If it falls to the north or it falls to the south, where that tree falls, that's where it lies. When a person leaves this world, there they're going to lie. They're either going to lie in a, in a state of unregeneration, lost on their way to devil's hell, or they're going to be in a state absent from the bodies to be praised with the Lord to be in a place called heaven. <clears throat> the Bible teaches us in Psalms 107 verse 10, it declares, those without the light, they sit in darkness in the shadow of death. Being bound in affliction and arm. Who likes to be bound? I don't like to be bound. A little claustrophobic. Somebody said, Did you need a booth this big? You could have done by a much smaller booth. I mentioned about this booth and I mentioned it, and Brother Joey volunteered and he said, Oh, that won't be no trouble. And I told him, I said, Well, he said, I'm off vacations, I'll take some days, I'll take a day off, a couple of days, and that'll be no trouble at all. Me and Joseph will get that done. And he come up and he said, I'll I'll meet you in the morning, brother Tim. He come up off of work that night, slept in his vehicle so he could get up early in the morning and meet me here and get the plans, what we needed to do, then go home. I pulled in, he was asleep, and I woke him up. He said, that's going to be okay. I said, don't do that, Brother Joey. He said, that's what I want to do. It'll be okay. And then I showed him, and I talked about the dimensions of the booth. And he said, oh, Brother Tim, I didn't know you just wanted to build it that big. Well, I'm a big guy, but also I'm a little claustrophobic. We could have built it smaller. We wouldn't have had to have so much room. But I like a little more space. And I'm a little claustrophobic. I don't like to be bound. Do you like to be bound? Do you like to be able to not have be able to move or to get away or to do or to go? The Bible speaks about those in sin. Being bound in affliction and in iron. Praise the Lord for those who have been delivered, as Psalms 107, verse 14 declares. The Bible speaks about how the God, the Lord Jesus Christ, brought us out of darkness, the shadow of death, and they break their bands asunder. We've been set free. We're free from the penalty of sin, and one glorious day we'll be free from the very presence of sin in a place called glory, praise God for those who saw the light the glorious gospel light of the Lord Jesus Christ praise God for those who are busy sending out the light of the gospel that others could be saved let me take time to read the words of a song that we often have sang <clears throat> there's a call comes ringing over the restless wave and Send the light. There are souls to rescue. There are souls to save. Send the light. We have heard the Macedonian call today. Send the light. Send the light. And a golden offering at the cross we lay. Send the light. Let us pray that grace may everywhere abound. Send the light. Send the light. And a Christ like spirit everywhere be found. Send the light. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light. Send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above. Send the light. Send the light. Send the light. Send the, light. the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore let it shine forevermore. how we need to be busy to send the light of the gospel to all of those that we possibly can and then those we can't reach of our own we got the means through our church we support missionaries we do other work and try to get the gospel out we've mailed out 4,000 gospel mailers Woody's going back and he's taking those routes he's putting them over onto a map and He's going to have it laminated later. And we can put it inside, and he'll be able to uh, more easily and readily. We can look at that map. And we can say we want to. We want to touch this area. We want to reach out to this group of people or this people in this area, and we can put that. And it makes it so much simpler for him to be able to get all that ready. that we can send those gospel mailers out. But we sent out four thousand. Our church actually voted to send out three. It's hard to get it pinpointed just exactly how many in one area that you're going to have to make the route complete, if you understand what I'm saying. But we're going to have a business meeting coming up soon. I pray the church will say, hey, let's send out those other 1,000 cards. We got 5,000 cards, let's go ahead and send them out now. We got the money. The means, availability, we've got somebody's willing to get that taken care of. Let's go ahead and send that gospel out to those in our family, our loved ones, in our community. Let's send out the word. Let's just sit, continue to help others. Brother Gordon, right outside of Chicago, Illinois, preaching the word, trying to see a church that will grow and flourish to be able to be a lighthouse in that community. Brother Fayard, itching, waiting a little bit aggravated not aggravated I should say but he's kind of he's kind of getting down they're calling. He had a call the other day, and one of the ships said, we'd like you to come. We need some help. Will you come out and be with us and help us? And Brother Farrett said he had to tell them no. He said the good thing is they're going to be there until Christmas time, so he'll have opportunity here in the next week or so to minister to those people. Brother Fortunata in Peru, we thank the Lord for that. We think about Brother Castro reaching out to the people there. In Cincinnati, we support. We think about Brother Johnson there, not only in Oklahoma, but the Indian, Native Indian, American American people all across America and even into Canada reaching out to him a powerful ministry. Brother Todd Marks told me there not so long ago just maybe several weeks ago he reached here in the States he's come home for a while and good thing he has Peru's in a mess a lot martial law but he's able to get home and get back up here but he still has the capability with the internet and he's very internet savvy to be able to get the gospel back to the people in Peru and his town there where he was at in all through Peru he He said 10,000 people was actually viewing his program. We're helping others. We're helping others to get the gospel out, get the word out, and we continue to do the same. Brother Todd said at one time there was 20,000 people had logged in and was watching They're on the Internet. We have an Internet ministry as well. Not nowhere near that, but we're getting the word out. The Internet, through the Internet, through the sermon audio, the word's going out. We're continuing to send the light. For without the light, without the gospel, let's people have the light. Where are they? Without the light, eternal darkness, in the smoke and suffer outer darkness of eternal pit of the lake of fire. Where the Bible says there should be well and gnashing of teeth. Is there anyone among us today, or anyone listening today, that we read as we can read in Isaiah chapter fifty and verse ten? If you are here today and you are in the darkness, you can admit and freely say, and you honestly say, I am not saved. Can you also say at the same time? Can you say that you are, that you are in the darkness? Let me take time to read uh, from the book of Isaiah chapter 50. Just give me just a moment. Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 10. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in the darkness, and hath no light? Let him trust the name of the Lord, and stay upon his God. Is there any here today that does not have the light of the Lord Jesus Christ? that you're not saved? And will you trust in the Lord? For those that listen on the radio broadcast, for those that listen on the internet as it's being filmed and sent out today, is there one that is not saved that has never trusted in Christ and the saving of your soul? Will you be saved today and deliver from the darkness into the light? Will you trust the Lord today and be saved? Will you believe the message of the gospel and be saved? Will you repent of your sins, damaging, damning, dooming sins, and place your faith in the shed of blood of the Lord Jesus Christ today as payment for your sins, your iniquities, your transgressions against a thrice holy God? Will you be saved today? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You have no promise of tomorrow. And like the song says, then you'll be stepping in the light. Stepping in the light with the Lord Jesus Christ. Till we find our place at his side as the last words in that song speaks about until we find our place at his side there in heaven. A place of no more darkness for the Bible says he'll be the light thereof in Revelation 21 verse 23 and the city had no need of the sun neither the moon to shine in it for the glory of God did lighten it and the lamb is the light thereof that's going to be in heaven one day that's going to be with our Lord and Savior one day in heaven with our family and our loved ones that I long to see that I often dream about and think about and dwell upon sometimes for many many hours of the day I'll be with them someday. As you'll be with yours someday. And prayfully, the ones that are under us that are coming up younger than us that they'll be there with us one day when it's time for our departure. They will be there in a place called heaven. But until then, until then, we have to look forward to Revelation 20 verse 23. We have to look forward to until we get there. We have the hope of a city that had no need the sun neither the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. A place called heaven, where Jesus will be the light. Until then, until then, let's take the promises. Let's take the promises of Psalms twenty-seven that we've just read at the beginning of this service. Let's take those. Promises of Psalms 27 verse 1 through 14 to heart. And as we close we look, at, we look at verse 1, 5, 7 through 9 and 14. In Psalms 27 verse 1 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Listen, we that are saved, it's a dark time. It could be a gloomy time. When we look at the state of this world But you look what God's given us today. Look at that sky, the brightness of the sun. Things is going to get better. We don't have to cringe and hide away in fear. You say, well, Brother Tim, is that what we're doing right now, not being together? I think we're being safe. I think we're being safe. We're not locked down. We're not locked out. We're being safe. And we've endured this far. In about three to four more months, I think we'll be back to where we need to be, where we want to be. Until then, the Lord's our light and our salvation. Who shall we fear? The Lord is strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He is the light of our life. For in time of the trouble, Shahabi's pavilion and of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Hear, O Lord, when I cry my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger, thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Verse fourteen. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen the heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. And again that first verse again The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I'm thankful. I am thankful the Lord is the light of my life. And that light that he has put within my heart, eternal life, the hope of glory, a changed the individual, I would pray that my light could shine to those that I love and I care about. That the Lord would use me in a way as I can share the gospel, live the gospel, that I can see those ones that I love to be saved. And I can bring honor and glory to my heavenly Father. How many followers, we ask you here today to bless the message. And Lord, may the glorious light of the gospel shine, Lord. Continue to shine. Thank you for the shining that light in the hearts of we that are saved. And Lord, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for all things. In Jesus' blessed name we pray. Amen.